0: Hello and welcome back to the Worst Sister Shire podcast. We're three sisters who decided to start up a podcast to talk about our favourite TV shows and movies and this week we'll be covering episode 35 of Shadewood where we cover episodes 11 and 12 of season 4 of Pretty Little Liars and can I just say what good episodes they were. Um, It was our mid-season finale so everything's going down and I'm really excited to talk about it with you guys. Say hi guys. Hi, I'm Suna. Hi, I'm Sadie. And I'm Adzum, and here in the Shire we have a motto, and that motto is, if attempted murder is a crime, then attempted comedy is a podcast. And now let's attempt some comedy. Um, Sunna, do you want to cover episode uh, 11 for us? Yes, so episode 11 is called Bring Down the Ho, and this whole episode centres around the hoe down dance that um, the Rosewood School has decided to have. I love the themes for this score, like the party planning committee is busy, let me tell you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this also turns around the kind of hoedown dance and it's a really interesting episode. The main thing that's happening is a lot of what we're seeing in this episode is what's happening with Hannah's mum, Ashley, and her case um, in the Wilden murder. We have a mysterious person who appears at the hoedown dance. And several times during at Hannah's school, um, that aside, and he claims to be a witness to the night that the murder happened. Um, Aria has been dodging Ezra's calls, trying to get in good with Jake. The other girls are also investigating um, the potential CC connection, the hole in the wall or in the crawl space. So they're busy. Yeah, busy, busy. 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 Uh, Sadie, do you want to cover the next episode for us?
1: Okay, so um, this episode is called Now You See Me, Now You Don't. The girls take a drip, trip down to Ravenswood. That's where their investigation leads them. They've been being left clues by A for the first couple of days and didn't make any sense of it until the last clue came in. So they decide to take a trip down to Ravenswood. And while they're there, um, Emily gets kidnapped. And then we find out some juicy, juicy information on Redcoat, and we find Cece. There's a whole lot here to unload. I don't even know if I can recap it properly.
0: Yeah, awesome. Well, let's get started because we've got so much to cover. Um, who should we start with? All of it. Yeah, I think so. Why don't we talk about each of their just individual dramas real quick and then we'll do the main
1: storyline all together.
0: Yep, that sounds good.
1: We'll start with Aria because she's the most boring. Aria is trying to get on better with Jake. She says in the episode that she spent like the first three days trying to convince him that she is available. But on the flip side, Ezra is um trying desperately to get hold of her so that he can um explain to her what's happening with Malcolm and what's happening with Maggie. And he really just needs like a shoulder to cry on, which is stupid because she's a 16, 17 year old and you're a 30 something old man. So he ends up. This this scene really got to me though. Um, Emily goes in there to into Ezra's office to show him the recommendation that she got from the lady from Haiti. She's asking him questions, and he's like red-eyed, scruffy beard, just like snapping at her. Yeah. Like, how are you even teaching right now?
0: Yeah, that's right. He goes up to Emily, and he's like, "Emily, there are people with real problems in the world. Um, You're a teacher." Yeah.
1: yeah, right. And then he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I snapped at you. And then dumps his entire worldly problems onto this teenager who's not even his ex girlfriend. Like, mate, what are you doing? What are you even on?
0: You know, I just want to say yeah. this whole section, this whole scene was so manipulative of Ezra because. You know, 100%, Aria doesn't want to talk to him. She's been ignoring his calls. He specifically went out of his way to talk to Emily about it, knowing that she would go talk to Aria. It's so manipulative, so toxic. Yeah. And he conveniently left out the fact that Mag- Malcolm's being taken away from him because it's not his kid. Exactly. Yeah. And I also hated how he also said at the end, oh, don't tell Aria because I want to be the first to tell her. Um, like, why? It's got nothing to do with Aria. It's your own freaking problem. I know. It's not like you're breaking some bad news to Aria. It's not her kid. Yeah, it's not like she was a stepmom or something. But no, remember those yeah. two episodes where she was a stepmom? I know, that's true. And she couldn't handle it. <laughs> to be fair, in those two episodes, he A, got kidnapped, and B, went to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then like, so Aria keeps ignoring him so that he can, um, you know, she can focus on Jake. She really wants to give this thing a shot. And Ezra sees her at the brew and she's um looking at her phone um yep. while she's sitting there and he comes over and he's like, Oh, at least I didn't I know you didn't lose it or throw it in a lake. Oh my god. Like my little comment here was, mate. <laughs> I know. Like she doesn't owe you a call back. She doesn't owe you anything. And literally you can see she's ignoring you. She's literally a teenage girl. Let her get over you and have her own life. Exactly. Like, and also you could see in that so that she's uncomfortable. She's like, I can't talk to you right now kind of a thing. And he's still just there. Like, take a hint at least, bro.
1: Yeah. And then Jake comes in, all heroic, and sends Ezra back to the depths of hell from where he came. (laughs) So as soon as he sees Jake, he sort of, like, slithers back to his own table or, like, leaves or whatever.
0: But... This isn't the first and only time this happens. Later on at the hoedown, Ezra is suddenly volunteering again after Jake gifts Aria some hoedown boots in the middle of the brew in front of Ezra, I know. basically. Cinderella and style.
1: Here, my lady, allow me to place these upon thy feet.
0: I know. Um, fun fact, did you know that Lucy Hale was also in a Cinderella story? Oh, was she? Was she? Yeah. She's not in the Hilary Duff one. She's the star of one. She's Cinderella in a different Disney version. Oh, cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's I not very good, that, yeah. but she sings in it, which is fun. Yeah. Well, I have an even funner fact for you. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know Jake from this show that we're watching? Yeah. He has a secret gift that he can guess people's shoe size.
1: Oh, cool. Oh. Very fun fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great party game too.
0: It yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> Quick, take up your shoes. I'm going to tell you what size they are. I know. But yeah, so again, later on, when they do go to this hoedown where Jake got her the really cute boots, Ezra's just staring at them from across the thing and Jake has to go up to him and be like, hey, like, can you like give us some space or something for two seconds, please? Like, don't you have anything better to do on a Friday night, man? Like, than yeah. stare at your ex-girlfriend from, from across the hoedown. And then he's like, also two lemonades, please. Ezra kind of just stares at him while this is happening. And he's like, kind of in shock that like someone's called him out on it. And I think yeah. it's because this is the only person who has more than three brain cells in Rosewood. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Jake has all the brain cells, the collective brain cells of the town. <laughs> um, can I just say, how cute did he look doing his little hoedown, though? Can I say that
1: I swooned?
0: Yeah, he did look pretty good. He did look pretty good. But I have some controversial things to say, guys. Okay. I have lots of nice things to say about Aria in this scene. Yeah, that's right. She looks so cute. First of all, she looked adorable. Her outfit was insanely cute. It was. And her dance moves were literally awesome. They were. Why is Arya the best in this episode? I don't know. And I like that she's actually, like, not focusing on Ezra and she's actually focusing on Jake and everything and doing her best, like, give her attention to him and everything. She looks like she's having a good time. I literally think that's the one of the reasons I like the show as well is because she was with someone age appropriate. She was just having a good time. She looked super cute. Like she was just living her best Aria life. Like, yeah, this is what this a is, teenager's is life how should I'm, be like. <laughs> this is how I want to remember Aria. This is the moment. I know, same, literally same. And Jake did well with them boots. They were cute. They they were cute. I would like those boots, Jake. If you want to guess my size, <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> Yeah. My question, no. though, I would like to raise is nowhere in this scene or in this episode did I see the nut bush. Why is that? I know. It's crazy. But I, I thought you would remember that because, yeah, like how everyone knew the same moves and stuff. Like had they been practising this for months? How did they all know the moves? Yeah. I, okay. So Mini Worst Sister story. I didn't know that this dance called the nut bush was a thing and apparently it's taught across schools everywhere in Australia. Um, so when me and Sam went to a wedding and this song came on, I can't remember what the song is. Um Nutbush City Limits. It came on. It was like and it was something out of high school musical because everyone just kind of like shared a look. Everyone ran to the dance floor and everyone started singing and dancing in sync, and I was like everyone staring, being like, What the hell is going on right now? This is what literally every extra in high school musical must feel like. <laughs> And then I had to teach you how to do the nut bush after. Do you still remember? Absolutely not. I remember like doing it a couple of times when we went for a walk on that weird platform thing. And I was embarrassed because there okay. were people around. But I'll have to teach you again the next time I see you. Because if you go to a wedding, you will need to know. Exactly. <laughs> and like so many of my friends are engaged now. Like it's going to happen. Yeah, I've got to start preparing you. <laughs> you do. So when I see you in December, that's what we're doing. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, anyway, meanwhile, so Jake has approached um, Ezra and said, stay away from us, basically. But in the meantime, Emily's gotten sick of dropping hints to Aria that she should go talk to Ezra. So she straight out comes out and says to him, you know, his kid's been taken. So Aria starts stressing about Ezra again now. So the cuteness of Aria didn't last long. Um, no. And she goes over to him and says, you know, oh, sorry, like, I didn't know what happened. And Ezra says the smartest things he said all four seasons, which is, it's okay, I shouldn't have invaded you with my problems. Go back to Jake. And yeah. I wish she'd listened to this because what she ends up doing is when, they go, when Jake drops her off at home, she runs off and goes to Ezra's house so that they can talk. And then immediately again, he's like, you know, you didn't have to come here, you didn't have to do this, but it's like, what else did you want? You were, like, telling everyone like her friends to come talk to you're calling her you're like coming up to her in the brew was it only like when um jake came up to you and said give us space that you realized you might be doing the wrong thing
1: only when someone else points it out so in the second episode aria is um sort of regretting her decisions with ezra and jake i guess because like they were in class right and ezra's like oh miss montgomery can you hang back a second so they have a very brief conversation, which is uncalled for. Like, he shouldn't have done that in the middle of class when everyone knows that they were dating before. I don't even understand how he's allowed to teach her. Like,
0: everyone knows what happened.
1: So she leaves the classroom and she rings um Jake. Uh, no, wait, sorry. Jake rings her. And they're trying to make plans for later on that day. And she wanted to go to a poetry reading at the Brew because they're calling him a contemporary Poe. And he wanted to do something else. And you can see that, like her face sort of like falls, and she's upset because her boyfriend doesn't share the same interests as her. So they end up watching a movie together, a black and white movie. And Jake like falls asleep, and then she gets upset. Like, mate, no one has to watch your black and white movies with you. Not everyone has to like the same things. I Why don't see what you... my is- Why doesn't she try? Why doesn't she try to sort of um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Do
0: something he wants.
1: Yeah, like compromise. I don't think you even have to compromise. Like,
0: find something you both enjoy. Surely there's something you both e- No, nothing. Because Aria only likes pretentious stuff. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like anyone should have to suffer to spend time with their partner. But you can find common ground. What's. Okay, he doesn't want to go to a poetry reading. You've decided to do dinner and a movie instead. That's fine. Don't watch a shitty black and white movie. Instead, watch something that's middle ground.
1: None of you all like Disney movies. Yeah, like they were talking about Insidious a couple of episodes back.
0: Yeah, exactly. Go watch a horror movie that you both like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he had even said he doesn't find black and white, like, noir films interesting. And she's like, I know what we can watch. Yeah. And also, like, I'm with him on not going to the poetry reading because we know she's got bad taste in poetry because of B26. Like, we don't need to know. (laughs) Exactly. Golden falafel, am I right? Literally. Like, if it's poetry Arya likes, it's not good. And you know it's not going to be good? Because it's poetry Ezra also likes because he's there. Because after Jake falls asleep... She goes to the poetry reading anyway, and Ezra is there, of course, mm. and they get talking about poetry and writing and her – Anyway, yeah, they both end up ordering a coffee and nerding out together, which I absolutely hated. then well, she ends up accidentally kissing him. Again. Oh, my God, how did these people keep doing this? She looks so shocked about the kiss, but then she doesn't seem upset about it. She just smiles.
1: Like, and they okay, both acted like nothing him.
0: happened. Yeah, yeah, but she, they both also acted like nothing happened. Yeah. I think that's everything for Aria. So as we know, last episode, um, we found out that someone was under the crawl space in Mrs. De Laurentiis house. And the advice the girls give Emily is hang out on the second floor and wear underwear at all times. Literally. Like, that's all the advice they have for her. Not get out of there. Someone who's trying to kill us and stalk us is living under you. Just wear underwear.
1: Like she Netflix. had to basically beg Spencer to live in her house.
0: Yeah, that's the yeah. other thing. I hated that. Because like one yeah. of you all should have offered. And like I get Hannah's going through it with her mum right now. But one of the rest of you should have offered. Aria, Aria you basically needs alone. alone. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I was just about line. to say.
1: <laughs> you, she's got no dad. She's got no mum. She's got no brother. Like you've got all that room. Take a roomie. Yeah. No,
0: she has two boyfriends. So she needs one per room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throwback to when she did exactly that before. Remember when she had Ezra and Jason in separate rooms? Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we have a little bit of a potential tiff between Emily and Paige in these episodes. So Emily gets the um, recommendation letter from, I forget her name, but the Zoe. Haiti girl, Zoe. And Paige walks in and she asks her if the dance is still happening. And Emily says maybe. Um, but she shows her the recommendation letter and it's long and it's gushing. And... Um, Paige is basically like, mate, I've been to less romantic weddings than this. I think she likes you. And Emily's like, no, she's just like, I'm just the best house builder ever, obviously. Yeah, the thing was that her spirit made my heart race. was what yeah, it that's said. What, that's what I was going to say. Exact quote from her thing is her spirit made my heart race. Like, I think Paige has a point here. Yeah, she does. So she's left Paige on, like, not sure if tonight is happening. Um, and when she's at... Allison's house she's packing up because she is going to move we'll get into that later and Spencer's helping her but as she's um packing away she looks at some blue nail polish and she gets a flashback yeah nail polish flashback nail polish flashback (laughs) and her flashback is about Allie and so Allie is doing the most disgusting thing ever She's touching Emily's feet. (laughs) I know. Literally. Uh, I'm not a feet person and this gives me anxiety. So I was stressed out this whole time. I'm like, this is the worst acting gig ever. I would quit. (laughs) But anyway, so she's um, putting on blue nail polish onto Emily. And um, she's telling her that she should break up with Ben. So if we remember from season one, Ben was uh, Emily's boyfriend at the time. So Emily is like, oh. Like, he's a really nice guy and he cares for me. I don't want to hurt him. And Ali's telling her that it's not right. And then Ali says, Look, if you want me to do it, like, I'll do it for you. I'll break up with him for you. And Emily is rightfully like, Why? That's weird. Why would you do that? And she's like, Oh, I've broken up with loads of guys for my friends before. And there was like one scary dude who pulled a gun on me, um, but he doesn't just go to so our casually. School. Yeah, this is just like Ali lifestyle, you know, like I, mean, I just broke up with people for other people and they pull guns on me, like it's cool. I know, um, but also <laughs> how fun would it be to break up with people for other people? Yeah, I know, and then um, she says something about, I don't remember the exact quote because I didn't write it down, but she tells her that, you know, she has to make a choice and she has to pick like partners strategically, she can't be left picking mushy peas or whatever she said to her. Mushy oh, no. squash. Yeah, mushy squash. Mushy squash. Mushy squash. Mushy squash. Mushy squash. Mushy. I can't say it. Mushy squash. There you go. So, she doesn't want to be mushy squash. Mushy um, squash. Mushy squash. <laughs> but anyway, my favourite part of all of this is that Emily comes back in time, um, back into the present time after her. Re- back to the future. Back to the future.
1: okay okay
0: and she jumps to the greatest conclusion they've jumped to yet so she's like what if so she's like oh by the way I just remember that Emily breaks up for people and someone tried to shoot her so what if she did that for Cece and Cece was dating both Wilden and Jason and when Cece came back into town Wilden tried to approach her and you know she wasn't comfortable with it and the only way For him, for her to get rid of him was to kill her. So Cece killed Wilden. This is yeah, I know. Jump through to get to Cece killed Wilden from a nail polish bottle. (laughs) Literally, it's actually insane how bad this gets because the only connection to her and Wilden and stuff as well is the fact that Wilden later on became a cop and had a gun. Like, and also we said this before. Why did they assume and jump to the conclusion that Ali was dating Wilden? But they haven't learned from that. They're like someone had to be dating Wilden. They're like, it must be Cece. He was dating someone. <laughs> Literally. Why is Wilden on a boat if he's dating no one? You explained exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Everyone knows people who go on boats are dating. Things we know. Yeah, and my favourite is, and we'll get to it in the other timeline, but when they get to the um, news report that gets released and they see an actual drawing of Cece there. Oh, my God. Even Spencer's shocked. She's like, she actually did it. I know. (laughs) They're like, oh, my God, something actually stuck. Yeah, something
1: stuck. (laughs) Well, if you throw that many wild accusations at something, something's eventually going to stick.
0: Yeah, I know. My other thing with that is, though, that sketch is literally a photo of Cece and everyone's like, who could it be? <laughs> That's one secret I'll never tell. XOXO CCC Girl, girl. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, back to Emily. We'll we'll get into that in more detail in the other storyline, but Emily's now third wheeling with Spencer and Toby and she goes to the dance and she sees Paige there because for some reason she never got back to Paige to say, yes, I'm going to the dance or I'm not going to the
1: dance. Then she gets like indignant and she's like, but she didn't know I was going to be here.
0: Yeah, this is my thing. She doesn't want um, to go to the dance with Paige. So she third wheels with Toby and Spencer, but you knew she's going to be there and then you end up like staring at her all night anyway. Why didn't you just go with your girlfriend? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And also, like, yeah, if you didn't want to go with her, tell her before the date. Don't wait there till you get there. I know. I also thought it was like a really like a dog act, basically, to tell yeah. Paige that day. Hey, I don't know if we're still going to go, but I'll text you. And then still not letting her know. Like, don't make people wait around for you. Just say, "No, nah, I don't want to go with you, but might see you there." Yeah, exactly. Like, it's gonna suck, but it's worse than like you know, a bunch of people coming up to you and being like, why is your girlfriend across the room staring at you?
1: Yeah, so she then proceeds, yeah, she then proceeds to spend the the majority of her time dealing with other people's drama and then very randomly sees Redcoat up in the rafters, not rafters, like up on the balcony up the top there. So instead of, like, following Redcoat, she decides to find Spencer. So Spencer and her both see Redcoat and they run out the side door (laughs) to catch Redcoat right? Redcoat, you can literally see the shadow running away. And instead of running after Redcoat on foot, these idiots decide they're going to ask this man to borrow their car and going to proceed to spend 45 minutes trying to work said car and get someone.
0: <laughs> yeah, like Redcoat isn't another postcode by now.
1: Like, you've got to be shitting me. One's a swimmer and the other one's a lacoste captain. Like, you're the sportiest ones out of all of them and you can't catch this bitch. Yeah, but also, like, the goal of them
0: just to ask some random guy, hey, can we borrow your truck? Did you really expect him to say yes? I know. You two seem like trustworthy girls. Yeah, you're just literally two teenagers at a dance. Why would he give you his truck?
1: And, and they're, like, sat there in the car, like, in the cabin of the car. And they're trying to get the car into first gear. It's not freaking working, so why waste your time? Just turn it off and start running again. While they're fighting for their lives for this car to start so that they can chase after Redcoat, they see something moving in the hay bales in the back. So they turn to look, and it's a red coat, like, swimming in the hay. So, so what do these idiots do? <laughs> Jump out, find a couple of hoes, and start digging into
0: <laughs> Yeah, but also, why did Redcoat take their coat off and then take off? Also, why does Red Coat keep wearing a red coat to hide in places?
1: I know. For consistency. So they find a red coat in the back of this um, hayride truck that doesn't work. And they're like, yeah. oh, damn it, we missed our shot. You missed it the minute you stepped outside the barn gates. Like, what, what were you doing? What were you thinking? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Oh, my God,
0: it was Cotton Eye Joe. It was. Um, we'll get into more of the Redcoat drama in the other storyline. But the next thing Emily does is once um Redcoat gets away, she walks inside and she walks over to Paige and she decides now that she doesn't want mushy squash anymore. And she says this to Paige like Paige saw her flashback. Yeah, she and she did, And yeah. she just goes up to Paige and she was like, I don't want um, mushy, mushy squash. And Paige is like, what the hell are you talking about? Um, Like, sorry, she did not see a flashback, dude. And then she decides she does want to dance with Paige. So she asks him to dance. I hate this dancing. And they do the dumbest dance I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God. That is not how you dance. First comment first.
1: It was bad. So you've got Paige essentially spooning Emily and then holding hands, like interlocking hands from behind and just like swimming. I don't know what that even was. What were they doing? Yeah. Literally swimming. It was just the most cringe
0: thing ever. Like they're spinning back and forth, swirling around and stuff like that. But like keep going chest to back and everything. And it's so cringe. And every other couple is just dancing like normal. So in the next episode, Emily and Paige um have made up again, as we can see. So it's a non-eventful um will they won't they. And Emily is Paige says she's worried about Emily, and she does something that um None of her friends could do, which is invite Emily to stay at her house until things blow over. Yeah, I know. I
1: don't think I have anything else individual for her. So Hannah comes to the girls and she's sort of telling them that, um, you know, this sucks, her mum can't find a good enough lawyer, they all want, you know, their 15 minutes of fame, they don't care what happens to her mum. And she's sort of like begging Spencer to um, talk to her mum and see what she can do to get back on to Veronica's case.
0: Veronica onto Hannah's mum's case. Yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah, Veronica onto Ashley's case. And Spencer's like, well, my mum's trying everything she can, but she doesn't want to compromise her defence, which I get is fair.
0: Yeah, but, like, she's being real bitchy about it. She's acting like um, Veronica did this on purpose and stuff.
1: Like, Veronica was aid. She was baited into, into going to see Mona.
0: She was rend. But the girls decide that they're going to make Hannah go um, hoe down shopping with Mrs. D., while her mum is on house arrest. Kayla basically says, okay, we have to hoe down Mrs. Marin's orders. She wants you to have a regular life. So good that you're going shopping with Mrs. D. And she opens her locker and she finds this big envelope of cash staring at her in the um,
1: locker. And the envelope was from what's it called? Diva?
0: Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. Um, But it's where Cece used to work. And as she's opening this, this guy, who we don't know, is just staring at her from down the hall. And earlier on in the morning, when Hannah's crying against a vending machine, this guy's also staring at her again. Then later on, um, she goes to the brew, and this guy is just staring at her again. And she's kind of just like, who are you? But doesn't give him a chance to answer, and is just like, stop stalking me, or you'll be sorry. And then leaves. But then... At the hoedown, this guy is like, hey, dance with me. Um, I know where that money came from. And she's like, makes it the most elaborate lie to Caleb ever. She's like, oh, this is Aria's little brother's lacrosse team's friend and he wants to dance with me for a bet. Like, just be like, oh, cool. I'm going to dance with Travis, talk to you later, call the day. Like, you don't have to do
1: all of that. Like,
0: it was a whole thing, you know?
1: Yeah. So they're dance talking and it turns out that Travis is working with his dad Um, And they're like a tow company, auto parts, garage sort of thing. And they were called down to the lake that night to get Wilden's car out of the lake. And um, while they were towing the car out of the lake, that's when he saw Mrs. Marin, Ashley, leaving. And then he heard the shots. So he's got some juicy information um, that could set Ashley free. Um, so when Hannah sort of says to him, why don't you come forward with this information instead of giving me an envelope full of cash, he's like, I left my truck at the lake. The truck came back to me. The envelope was in the truck and she's like, so what? They bought your silence.
0: Well, actually first he says, no, I'm not going to risk my family for yours. I didn't want to go forward because I knew it would place us at the lake and put my dad at risk. I'm giving you this now so you can have a better chance at like getting your mum out. And then she follows him to the station where he works, like the place where he works. And then she gives him another speech, basically being like, oh, the reason you're coming forward now and giving me the money now and everything is because you want to do what's right. And then Lieutenant Tanner comes down to come talk to him. My issue with this is Hannah's just sitting outside while this is happening and like listening into the conversation while he's basically telling Lieutenant Tanner all of this stuff. Like, make it look more like you forced him to do it, please, because that's what it looks like. If the person who... I thought she was sitting at the petrol station waiting. No, the petrol station is attached to his towing thing. She's just outside of it. What do you mean? So she goes to the petrol station to tell him, um, like, have the conversation with him. The petrol station is attached to his dad's towing company and in the background of the petrol station you could see his dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when they go to the police station to tell Tanner... Hannah was waiting at the petrol station. I thought. Well, he wasn't at the police station. She, Lieutenant Tanner came to
1: them. No, so he went to the police station, and Hannah was standing at the bench. No. No. Yes.
0: No, 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 no. Hannah was sitting at the petrol station, and Lieutenant Tanner was at the um at the pickup truck petrol station thing. And then later on, when he went to go ID Missus Marin, that's when they were at the pe- the police station, and that's when. Hannah was yeah. at the bench. So I was saying what so I, we were talking about is still at the petrol station when Lieutenant Tanner came. No, that was in the police station as well. No, it wasn't. It was there. because Tanner never went to the petrol station, bro. Yes. Tanner never did. went to the petrol station. No, she didn't. Travis and his and his dad went to the police station together. It looks like the petrol station to me. No, it's the it's not. It's Tanner's station. It's I disagree. I'm going to go back and watch it and send you guys a photo. I'm like certain it's the petrol station. I will send you a photo right now. You keep going. I will send you a photo right now.
1: I am waiting for this photo because I I think that they both went to the, the police station to give it.
0: You're both wrong. Okay, mate, not the pool rank or anything, but who's the one who watched it early and on time and took notes? Um, I watched it, I watched this episode <laughs> early and on time and took notes for this episode.
1: Okay. <laughs> i't and I'm telling this. you guys that you're both half right. this whole thing went down. Hannah was there waiting for Travis and Travis's dad at the police station.
0: She was definitely at the petrol station. No mate. she was at the she was at the police station. Hannah was at the petrol station. the rest were at the police station. and no. then later on everyone was at the police station. No, they were all at the petrol station and then later on they were all at the police station.
1: Please pause this so we can go watch that
0: scene. Five minutes later. Okay, guys, I'm not calling anyone to prove any point. Let's just move on. <laughs> no, let's not move on. Who in particular are you not calling right now? I'm not calling at all. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> I told you guys. I literally told you guys not to prove rank, but... <laughs> okay, so... Confirmed. I've got the scene in front of me. They're at the petrol station. Thank you. And Anna's you. waiting outside. Thank you. Thank you. I will be taking my further questions at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> She's literally standing like next to
1: a petrol pump. I know. I know. Yeah, but she was there to give him a speech and then they went to the police station. No, no, no,
0: no. Tana is next to a police pump. Oh, I'm sorry. Is she at... Is she at the petrol pump in the police station? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. She basically is. Why are we both remembering it wrong? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> but not to pull rank, though. <laughs> not to pull rank. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's not dwell. My issue with this whole scene was, is that it looks like Hannah is like coercing him into saying this, because like, her mum is up for trial on this murder, and she's like, by the way, I found this guy who saw her not murdering him. <laughs> I'll just wait outside. Now that I know they're at the petrol station, I agree. (laughs) Thank you. The next episode, we start off with them announcing on the news that they're going to be doing a lineup for um, Ashley and The Witness. Can I just say this lineup, though, was so spot on? Every single person there was exactly just like a clone of Ashley. Like, I could barely tell them apart.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And then he's like, I don't think I can do this. Mate, I couldn't do that.
0: I know. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. No. But yes, in the end, Travis can identify her successfully and the ADA goes up to Ashley and says, you know, I just want to say you're free to go. Yay. Yay. Yay, Ashley. Cool. And then Spencer um spencer doesn't really have her
1: own stuff that isn't related to toby no toby was getting into his truck while he's talking with spencer and spencer is still telling him not to drink the a kool-aid like don't fall for the little crumbs of information that a is giving you it could lead to something more and just as he turns his car's ignition on music starts playing and it's his mum singing so he's got like this wide-eyed Scared look on his face, and Spencer's like freaking out. She was-
0: it was because, um, how else was he going to take out the CD and see the signs on it? I know. The-
1: yeah, so there was a note from A, I can't remember what it said. Um, there's more that where that came from or something like that. There's a sticker on the CD, and it's, um, from the hospital where dr palmer was looking after toby's mum. so toby in a frantic he's like i'm gonna go see dr palmer i want to talk to dr palmer and spencer's like please don't don't do this he's not a reliable source blah blah blah
0: toby wants to go there tonight but um spencer can't because she's preoccupied going to a cool space you see yeah and then um the girls are on spencer's case about what's happening with toby after this
1: and rightfully so
0: but this is, like, one of my favourite scenes because, and I'm back to hating Aria again. I know. <laughs> so my Arya love didn't last long. Aria's basically like, what's going on with you? Like, I think you're living a double life. I know because I lived one. I know. She gets on her high horse about trying to tell Spencer that your lives don't revolve around boyfriends. She's like, we get it. You have a boyfriend. We've all had them. And literally all of Aria's drama is always about her boyfriend. Aria, do you have mirrors in your home? You need mirrors, mate. And this is when Hannah delivers her iconic line. After we've all had boyfriends, she's Hannah says, yeah, even Emily. I know. That was so good. <laughs> Emily's like, shut up, Hannah. And then, yeah, they try and convince Spencer that they don't put anyone above their friendship and she's been picking Toby. And it's like literally none of you have been putting your friendship over boyfriends. Yeah. Not one yeah. Even of Even Emily. Even Emily. <laughs> the um, essence of it all is that... They ask if Toby's helping A again, and she says no, but they're kind of pressuring her a lot. So she ends up caving and telling them Toby's been getting gifts from A, and he thinks his mother may have been murdered. So yep. they get a clue about what's been going on here. Meanwhile, Toby calls Dr. Palmer, uh, but they won't put him on the phone. So and, he's being, and he gets a message from a blocked ID, and it's a picture of just a black car in front of a red barn, which we later find out is Dr. Palmer's car. Yep. But this all kind of comes to a head or it becomes relevant, I guess, at the hoedown. So I think Spencer's trying to figure out if Emily's said anything to him about the fact that she told them about his Mm mum. And he says no. Um, And they start talking and he tells her about the car. He wants to go to it. Um, And Spencer's getting mad and she's like, are you here with me or with A? Why are you thinking about this? You shouldn't go chasing this. It's like playing with fire. But she puts her foot in it and she says, everyone thinks you're playing with fire. Yeah, and then Toby realizes that he's told that she's told her friends, and she's like, "Oh, so you picked them over me?" Um, and he leaves, but she knows that he's run off to um look at the car that that A had sent him a photo of, and she runs and grabs Caleb and tells Caleb to chase after him to make sure that yeah. he doesn't do it and try to stop him.
1: Yep, yeah. which works out pretty well because when they get to the car, there's police like patrolling the area.
0: Yeah. And like Spencer was right. So A was sounds it looks like A was trying to set him up. Um it looked like it was a setup to try to get Toby caught breaking into a car. So luckily Caleb is there right on time, stops him, and they run off. Yeah. They escape. 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 And then in the next episode, the Spencer and Toby drama keeps going on. So after this, Toby is real mad. So he keeps like avoiding Spencer. Spencer keeps trying to call him and he keeps uh Ignoring her calls. calls. So, like in the next scene, then Toby's at home ignoring Spencer's calls and he's looking at just old shit from his mum in a box. Yeah. And he comes downstairs from his apartment and he sees Shana filling out some forms and she drops one. So, as she leaves, Toby runs downstairs and picks it up and sees that he's sending something or other to Ren, care of Melissa. Mm. And now, now that Toby has gossip, he calls Spencer back. <laughs> I know and also can I say Toby's so funny in this scene as well when he saw he goes to see Spencer and he tells her about like what he saw and shows her the slip and stuff like that and he's like so it looks like her ex-fiance is moving in you know with your sister or something like that and she's like okay but why would they keep this a secret and he's like because it's your (laughs) ex-boyfriend yeah exactly (laughs) and the side eye he gave her was so good Well, Spencer's just trying to figure out what the connection between Ren, Melissa, and Shana is. Yeah, and then Um, she
1: turns the tables on Toby, though. She's like, why have you been dodging me? Like, give the man some time to breathe. And then he says the most crappiest thing that anyone can say to anyone. I used to run away when the walls were closing in on me, but I stayed. I'm in town. I did that because of you. Could you be more emo?
0: Yeah, but also he stayed, fine, but, like, tell her you're alive because that was not complained. That, like, exactly. the last time this happened, I thought you were dead. So, like, fine, just text her and say, I need my space. I'm alive. Like, it's not hard. Yeah, yeah. but then he decides to um, stop chasing around after A's version of the truth because it's not worth it, as he says. But basically, um, they make up. They end up watching a movie together. That their problems also get fixed. All right, so now oh, are yeah, we up to the big drama? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yes, finally. I have been waiting. (laughs) You've been waiting. Okay, go for it then. I've did my waiting 12 years of it in Azkaban. In Azkaban. I did my waiting 10 hours of
1: it. Throughout the beginning of the episode, the girls kept getting packages sent to all of them. Right, so when the first package came, they were sitting at Spencer's house. The doorbell rings and Spencer goes and gets the package. And inside is four magic eight balls. They're all labelled with the liar's name on it. So everyone described their own magic eight. So the message was, if she goes free, you'll hear from me. Hey, they're freaking out. They're taking it to mean that if Ashley goes free, then, you know, all hell's gonna break loose. So the second present that they got, which was again... um to all of them labeled to all of them is like a coffin and Mm. when you open the coffin um there was a mona doll inside it
0: yeah they got a text and it says hannah won so mona loses find her before the cops or or they'll think you killed her
1: yeah and the third and final present they got is a magic box so when you look into it, it's clear from the sides. But when you twist and turn the handle at the top, it opens out to reveal a, like a saw. And on the wood mm. saw in red writing is the message. Watch me make a girl disappear. So then they're thinking, you know, all these things combined, magic, you know, what can we do? What can we do? So they start Googling um, and they find out that there is a magic show in Ravenswood that later that afternoon. So they all get into the car jump off and they drive down to Ravenswood. So um, after they receive that, the coffin of Mona in a box,
0: basically, the girls are really worried. So they all kind of part ways and everything, try and figure out a game plan to try and find Mona. So Spencer's like, I'm going to pay Ren a house visit because Radley has released um, Mona or she's been transferred. They don't know. They can't give out that information. So Spencer's going to go talk to Ren. Hannah and Caleb are going to go look out. Ari is going to hang out with Jake, make sure he's safe. And um, Emily and Paige are going to go check out the French club because it's French Friday. So they all part ways and they're looking for Mona to try and, like, make sure she's okay because they want to find her before she dies, basically. And when Spencer gets to Ren's house, she is knocking and knocking and no one's answering and she ends up standing up on this table to spy into his house and all of his, like, crap is packed up and in boxes and yeah. no one's there. So when she goes to leave, She notices Jenna's Mustang there. And when she turns around to look back at the house, she sees a shadow. I don't think she sees who it is, but we see it's Shana in the window, um, like hiding away from Spencer. We've mentioned already um, in Toby's timeline that later on um, he figures out Melissa and Ren are moving in together because Shana dropped some papers. It seems like Shana is packing up his stuff and getting the postal slips ready to send his stuff to London. Is that what like, you got from that as well? Because that's I have yeah. only just pieced together those two events now as I was speaking.
1: No, that's what that's what exactly felt like. Like they're packing up Ren's belongings to ship over on behalf of...
0: Ren, right? So does that mean he's already gone to London? Did he run away after he messed up with Veronica's life?
1: Could be. I don't know. I don't even know what's going on, bro. Don't even ask me. I can't even with this episode.
0: And then, oh my God, does that mean he discharged Mona? Because later on, we'll get to it, but we see that she's safe and sound. Like, Mm -hmm. does that mean he discharged Mona and left? Or did he leave and then Mona got discharged? Like, what's going on here? How involved is he? Because we know he has some involvement because he messed with Veronica.
1: And he was coloring that coloring book.
0: Yeah, very menacingly colored in a red coat. So as I'm speaking about this, I'm like, oh my God, how deep does this go? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, there's definite, definite roots there, but I don't know how deep this goes. You're asking the wrong person, bro.
0: I've seen this show and I don't know. Yeah, ultimately none of the girls can find Mona. So they decide um, Hannah and Caleb are going to just camp out of Mona's house because Caleb's pretty sure Mona's lying and she's just hanging up out upstairs in her room. You know, they do the shifts and everything. Mona doesn't show up. So Toby takes over from Caleb. And my issue with this also is they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we'll take turns watching the house and everything. But why is his house face, like his car facing away from the house? Like, why? Yeah,
1: because I don't want to be conspicuous. And why are you reading a newspaper when you're waiting on this house?
0: I know, like, you're going to be parked there for two days, just facing the opposite direction. But unlike Emily, he knows how to use his mirrors (laughs) and he's like looking at the fact that Jenna's Mustang goes whizzing by again and Shana is driving it, we find
1: out from a phone call. On the phone call, Toby's just saying like, you know, Shana's driving Jenna's car, we're headed east, and he thinks that they're headed towards Ravenwood, but they end up missing the the exit. So he just continues following Mm -hmm. Shana until Shana gets to like a bed and breakfast type hotel, I guess. And we see that Mona's just hanging out on the porch and Shana's helping Mona for some reason now.
0: But yeah, so she's just knitting there and, spend, and Mona says, are you sure she's okay with this? And she says, I'm here, aren't I? And that's all we hear about it. And we don't know anything about who she is or what is involved with that. But um, And then the girls are in Ravenswood where they go to a magic show. And you know they're in Ravenswood because immediately the scenery has changed. Everything is like grayscale now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, creepy creepy and eerie. Yeah, so they get to Ravenwood and they're at like this park, I guess, or like this open area where this magic show is going to take place. So we see Gronwald and she's like front and center watching this show. And then we see like this tall creepy guy with glasses and everyone's just sort of fixated on the girls as the four of them walk in. Yeah, so the magician sees these girls enter and he immediately makes eye contact with a couple of other people and he just sort of jumps down from the stage points to aria and he's trying to get aria to go inside this magic box yep. she tries to sort of deflect it and pass it on to spencer and whatever but he's adamant he wants aria inside the magic box so spencer gives her the confidence is like i know how this trick works you'll be fine just go so she gets yep. up there and she disappears for a second he closes the door and opens it back up and she's there and she comes down and she says to the girls where's emily don't don't i know
0: They all get this text. It says something French. I don't remember what the French says, but it just means sleight of hand. But my issue with this is in the time it took to get that trick, a red coat, whoever the hell it is, has come up, picked up Emily, somehow maybe drugged her, put her in a coffin, put her across the road into a sawmill, chained her up by the time Aria walked out of a box. Yes. The other thing is, though, they were like in the middle of a crowd, right? Yeah. They were literally in the middle of a crowd. Did no one see a giant-ass teenage girl be dragged away? Did Emily not scream? Literally, Emily is like eight feet tall. And if they... And that's nothing fun. If they drugged her, did no one see someone go up behind a teenage girl and put a cloth over her mouth and her pass out? Yeah. Like, it was in broad daylight in the middle of a giant crowd. How could this happen?
1: Yeah, so after I get this message and they realize that Emily's not there, for the first time in their lives, they use the phones correctly. They decide to ring Emily, who decides to answer this time. I know.
0: So they only gave her enough chloroform to make her pass out for three minutes exactly so she could wake up and answer a phone call. <laughs>
1: she's telling them that she's hearing um, a saw cutting into logs. This is the first time that I'm proud of the girls for hacking their way to find Emily. Turned on a GPS, found the sawmill, and started running towards the sawmill. While uh, the no, toward- th-
0: no, 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 no. I am not proud of them. Yeah, they ended up just following Redcoat. But also, yes. can I just say, I'm not proud of them because they had the dumbest moment when they got there. So they get there, yeah. they see Emily <laughs> chained to a coffin, going down a conveyor belt towards this saw. So one of them tries to break into the thing while the other two stare at her. Why aren't you both like, why aren't you guys splitting up? Maybe one of you try to turn it off. Maybe one of you do something else. Yeah. No, instead Spencer's trying to break into the box and the other two are watching in horror. And what's with the theatrics? Like, if you want to kill someone, just kill them.
1: We have to pay homage to the theatre. Yeah. (laughs) They get there. And Redcoat is the one who presses the emergency stop button and saves Emily's life, essentially. But then... Something happens, and then suddenly there's two red coats. So Spencer runs after one, and Arya runs after the other, and Hannah is left to get Emily out of this box. So let's follow Arya because that's what's happened first. So Arya chases down this red coat who sort of accidentally <laughs> knocks herself into like a corner, and then Arya <laughs> uses her newfound kung fu karate skills to hiat her way to. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't accidentally
0: kiss her like in her training.
1: All right, so she uses her newfound karate skills to hide her way out of um Cece, out of her mask. And she's like, Cece! And then something dramatic happens and Cece falls over the edge. So Arya's trying to hang on to Cece but only gets the red coat's arm and the red coat is so worn out from all of its use, it just starts flipping <laughs> at the shoulder and poor Cece falls in the most dramatic way ever, like her legs a little askew, her arms a little askew.
0: Yeah, she's got the classic TV I've fallen and broken my leg stance. Her
1: leg is bent. (laughs) There should be a chalk outline by now. Like that's that's, how bad she fell. So Arya waits there and the girls come to her and they're just sat there talking just next to this body.
0: With their backs turned to it. (laughs) Okay, not even that, literally, so Cece falls to what looks like her death Right. She's lying on the floor. One of her legs is bent the wrong way. And they literally just look at her. Spencer goes, is she? Trails off. And then they walk off and huddle in a corner to talk. Yeah, with their like, backs turned to her. Like, why? That- <laughs> First of all, like, she literally just fell. Why don't you of you check her pulse? Maybe there's a chance that she's alive. Call the freaking Maybe hospital. Maybe call an ambulance. Call an yeah. ambulance. Call the police. Like, no, they're
1: like, oh, is she? Trails off, go stands in a corner and huddles. So while they're huddling, this uh, CC Drake just gets up and walks away without them noticing. <laughs> <laughs> Not know. even walks away. Like this bitch would have to be limping right now. She limps away, right, with a, I reckon with it was a, a fake like that. <laughs> <laughs> with a bath leg and a ripped coat, and they just don't know where she's gone. They just accept it. Like, mate, she was there three seconds ago. If you look to your left, you're probably going to see her trying to sneak out the back door. <laughs> if it's not on camera, it didn't happen. Exactly. Right? Oh, Spencer's like, oh, by the way, I'm going to tell you guys something. So she's like, when I was following my red code, they stopped and uh, looked at me from this corner, but I haven't been up there yet. So let's go up there together. So the yeah. girls go up to where the second red coat was and where the second red coat was leading the was leading Spencer and they find A's lair. And it's a good one. We're talking meticulous. Meticulous, it's clean. We see like a high-tech computer system that's got access to their home security alarms, which I have no idea what that does. I don't know how that's keeping track of anything. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, it explains why A's in the house every
0: four seconds, I guess. (laughs)
1: It's got access to police databases. It's got access to all the Wi-Fi's and all the hotspots. So the girls are, like, freaking out. So they're going through all the stuff that they found in there. And they've got Caleb on the phone, and Caleb's trying to teach them over the phone how to hack into this this supercomputer. But he can't do that over the phone, so he's going to jump on a bus and get to Ravenswood himself.
0: Also, can I just say... If there was ever a time to spring for a taxi, it's now. I know. (laughs) Why is he waiting for a bus? (laughs) (laughs) And also, what happened to his car? Did he end up selling it for Ashley's bail? Is that why he doesn't have a car?
1: No, Toby took it.
0: Toby's got his car, I think. Okay, so Caleb parked his car outside of Mona's thing at house, saw Shana leave, whatever, took Caleb's car with him and went. How did Caleb get home then? Did he take Toby's car? Why can't he take Toby's car? Maybe he just walked. (laughs) Don't ask too many questions, okay? Why at this point is he taking a bus? Don't know. Yeah, I feel like if there was ever, literally if there was ever a time to pay for the taxi, it's now. I know. So he's waiting
1: for a bus. The bus comes and eerily changes its name from Rosewood to Ravenswood. He gets on it. That's the last scene that we see from Caleb anyway. But as the girls are going through the room, they discover an invitation to what looks like a dance or like a ball or something.
0: But they find some other things first. Do you want to talk about those? So some clues that we see is they find that A has started a corporation and the corporation's been making payments to CC.
1: Yeah, and the corporation, I forgot the name of it now, is in the name of... um, Ali's favourite beach in Cape May.
0: Guys, quick question. What's my favourite beach?
1: Bondi? Bondi.
0: (laughs) I've never been to Bondi. (laughs) This is my point. No one ever knows anyone's favourite beach. I know your favourite beach is Bondi. (laughs) And even if I had a favourite beach, you know damn well I don't know the name of it. It's just like the beach we went to one time.
1: Well, okay, so while the girls are going through all this like um stuff right they're yeah. talking about they they brought back board shorts there was a picture yeah. again of the beach or whatever and they're talking about board shorts again like it all happened mm-hmm. so fast bro i don't know how you guys expect me to keep up with this i just had a I just had a brain fart so i'm running with it right now run
0: with it they come to the conclusion that they think board shorts might be the one who's behind this alien well is as board shorts well i don't know but they find a letter to the mystery guy who they think is board shorts and they find out that um, she was talking to him and she was taking him to the shore that weekend that Mrs. D told Hannah about and yeah. she lied and said that she was going to go there with the girls. Girls, And we find yeah. out that um, Ali was lying about her age to this boar shorts because in the letter that they found, she said she was 18.
1: Yeah. Then they yeah, open and- up a cupboard and the cupboard is full of men's clothes. I'm talking like men's suits. We now come to the conclusion that this A-layer belongs to a man. A stands for a man. Yeah. (laughs) It stands for (laughs) a man.
0: But also they're looking at the timelines and they realise that A hasn't just been following them, but A's been following Ali. So anyway, so they've placed, they're looking at the little things and A thinks that Ali was at the lodge the night of the fire and A now also thinks that Allie is at Ravenswood. And Emily has this moment of, like, it dawns on her and she's like, if ali has been alive this whole time, whose funeral did we go to? I know.
1: <laughs> Literally. You went to that funeral twice. Like, come on. <laughs>
0: like, at least. I know. <laughs>
1: Anyway, yeah. they find an invitation and it says tonight 11 p.m. Allison. It's like a ball or a dance or something, and they decide that they're it's going the to It's the
0: Ravenswood go. Historical Society putting on an event.
1: Yeah. So they decide that they're going to go. Yeah. So the, anyway, so these girls decide that they're going to go to this um, society's historic ball or whatever, and they walk down the stairs and they meet Granwald, and she sort of tells them that um she was the one that uh, Alison was ringing. Um, she was helping Alison. Um, she has the gift of insight. The night that Alison supposedly died, she was in <laughs> Rosewood and she went by the place where Allison was buried and Allison's hand was reaching out. So she picked up Alison and brought her to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just left her there and didn't see her ever again.
0: No, she no. left her in the car at the hospital Which because she wanted to get help. she's <laughs> <is> worse. Like, <laughs> why didn't you take her down with you? She could walk. But no, you her went here. You went here with your broken head, legs, and I'm gonna go to find a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, <Yeah.
1: laughs> but she's she's claiming that Alison is still alive. She doesn't know who to trust. She doesn't trust the girls. But according to Grunwald, she <laughs> hasn't seen or heard from Allison since that evening, but she's 100% sure that Alison doesn't trust the girls and doesn't want them to be looking for her and for them to just drop the whole thing. Um, She also tells them that the ball thing that they want to crash is uh, invite only. So these guys in the dead of night cross the road, find a costume shop that's fully open with great dresses in all their sizes just hanging out in the front window and they're buying the dresses. Now, as they're in the shop negotiating dresses.
0: I love the idea when you said negotiating dresses. I love the idea that they're in a hurry, but they're, like, trying to bargain before they go. <laughs> We're buying four dresses. Can you do 25% off? I know. Eh? Can you throw in the hat?
1: Is that <laughs> That's what they they were doing because instead of like going to the dress itself, they went to the cash register like, mate, what are you doing? Right, and Arya's leading the way. You know when she leads the way, something stupid's going to happen. This this figure enters the A lair and no one sees this person entering the A lair because there's no one looking out at it. Literally right across the road. The figure walks into the lair, sees that things have been touched and sees that the cupboard and the closet doors are open. So someone's found the lair. And as the camera pans out, we see a very frustrated Ezra. It's Ezra. Ooh, it's Ezra. And can I just say, Ezra's disguised, though. He's just wearing a hat. <laughs>
0: and it's like...
1: It's like you vibes.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like um, Joe from you has been watching this show.
1: Of course. We see Ezra and then scene, and then we get an A scene where A is like dressed up in a gas mask. With like tubing coming out of the mouth and like this green jumpsuit sort of thing, very chiller vibes going on. Yeah, and then it's just like the end.
0: But I don't know the, the logic though. Imagine you're the girls. You find A's lair, so you just abandon it and go to a party. Do you know. not um a stake it out to see who goes there? B call Detective Tanner immediately to come check it out. Or C um, even if you don't trust the police or whatever. You know, half of you go to the party, half of you stay at the lair. Exactly. There are so many options. So many options, none of which involve abandoning the A lair so it can disappear again. I know. Cool. Um, is that everything? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty. Who has worst sister stories?
1: I do. I do. What's your worst sister story? So in a bid to not chuck an Uggsle, right, while I was packing my bags for my trip, a couple of days a couple of weeks ago i decided that i wasn't going to chuck another, nozzle and i wasn't going to put every single pair of underwear i owned into my bag i'm like i'm just Wrong gonna move. be overkill we're gonna go <laughs> we're gonna go for like four days so i packed like four pa- pairs of underwear and the ones that i was wearing so i was like yeah that's enough i'll be fine right so day one we get there how and... many times did
0: you shoot yourself <laughs>
1: zero but listen so day one when okay. on we get there we went to a theme park and the theme park the first ride we got on was a water based one so we didn't think we yep. were going to get wet because there's no signage anywhere saying that you know you will get wet So it's a roller It's coaster. a water park it wasn't a water park, it's a theme park and it's a roller okay, coaster but it's that's water- like surrounded it's by a- water it's a theme
0: park surrounded by water in which you dunk into water I did not know you were going to get wet <laughs>
1: anyway so we get into this contraption we we finish the ride and i am literally soaked through to my underwear right so i go home and i put on like uh we take a shower we get dressed i put on my my pair of underwear and i'm okay again we go out we come back home and i'm like i need to take another shower because i'm still sticky so i go take a shower anyway and by the time like day two comes i've run out of underwear <laughs> Yeah, of course. That's why you
0: pack. You went for a four-day trip. I'll tell you the exact number that you need. You need to pack a minimum three pairs a day. Okay, so if you were gone for four days, you needed three, six, you needed eighteen pairs of underwear with you. You're nothing, girl. yeah like 12 is the number i think you're looking for no because yeah. you gotta have spares three a day yeah. plus spares yeah this the maths i gave her when she told me was that you need to pretend you might shit yourself twice a day every day exactly so then you have three pairs of undies a day yeah plus a exactly. secret extra pair in case you have to get delayed or something
1: no exactly my, that's, that's how you pack underwear was. My view was, I uh, we made fun of them for packing so much underwear all the time. I was like, I'm not going to put myself into that situation.
0: And now you wish and, you did.
1: And, and who's going to
0: And this is the second time today I've been proven right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not going to call you. <laughs> I'm not going to call you. What about you, Sunai? Any Worcester stories? Um, I've got a kind of one. So, I've been selling some stuff on Facebook on behalf of somebody else. And, um... So someone messaged me the other day and was like, oh, I'm interested in buying this item. And I said, yeah, that's fine. Like I told them where I live. And they're on the exact opposite side of town to me. So I said, yep. like, if you're really keen, I do work in the city um, on these days of the week. So I can bring it there and I can meet you there if that makes it easier for you if you're interested. And then they said, um, I'll pay cash. Can I have a discount? First of all, I'm not a store. That's not how that works. And I said, no, sorry, I'm selling on behalf of someone else. So I have to stick to the asking price. And all they gave me was a thumbs up. And then I just assumed they weren't interested because I didn't give them a discount. Um, somebody else reached out and wanted the item. So I sold it to them. You know, yep. done deal. And then this person messages me not once but twice today to be like, wow, I thought you'd come to the city with a um, big wow face in the thing because I marked wow. it as sold. And then I just didn't respond because I'm like, I don't know this person. Why am I going to respond? And then, like, let me check how, exactly how many hours later. Eight and a half hours later, they sent me another message saying that was rude. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> you found a Karen in the wild.
0: What is going on? First of all, you could have told me um, I was still interested in this, even though you're not going to give me a discount. Like, I'm not yeah, a store. Exactly. I don't give you a discount because you pay cash. It's Facebook. Everybody pays cash. I know. Literally, how weird. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Um, we'll be back next week with an episode of Whisperia Lane, where we'll talk about Desperate Housewives. Let us know what you think. You can reach out to us on our socials. So on Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, and um, TikTok, we're at Worcestershire. On X, formerly known as Twitter, we are Sister Worst. Or you can email us uh, on Worcestershire at gmail.com. And have a happy Halloween, guys. Um, stay safe. Eat candy. Enjoy. Can we say "had a boom"? Cool. <laughs> we can. Sure, we can say "had the boom." <laughs> All right, on the count no. of three, "had the boom," guys. Okay. All right. One, two, three. Had the boom. Had the boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>